I don't know. And here's another thing that I was really thinking about. The evolution of the finishing move is pretty amazing. Like, we've gone from the bionic elbow. Yep. Which is just an elbow to the face for the most part. But it was just awesome because of who was doing it. Don't forget the claw to the forehead. Oh yeah, that was a like, major one. You want to go to you want to go early, right? Go claw to the yeah. forehead, right? Or uh, yes, or the leg drop. <laughs> just a leg drop was your finisher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's what Hulk did. Yeah, that's how exactly. Hulk Hogan would finish people off with a leg drop. Exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't from the top rope. It was just a normal nope, leg just drop. standing right next yeah. to the guy. Not even <laughs> not even coming off the ropes. Yeah. Just standing right next to the guy. Sleeper, uh, the sleeper hold was a big one. Oh yes, Jake the yeah. Snake used to do the sleeper, right? Yeah, Jake the Snake, Roddy Piper would use one. Uh, all kinds of people would use that. That's one that's kind of used all the time now. Yeah, true, true. I remember uh, though yeah. when that was like that was considered the finishing move. Like, who used it as a finisher though? Because Snake used DDT. Uh, did P- Piper didn't use it as a finisher? Was did he? I think he did at times. Huh? I feel like he did. Who I don't I know. know. There's, a, there's a couple people who I know who did, or variations of it. Shayna like, uh, think... Baszler does now. Yeah, yeah. See, I kind of like that though, because uh, they're kind of bringing back the MMA into wrestling. Yeah, which makes sense for her. So, but yeah, I just, it just, I just find it fascinating how far we've come in finishers. Like you couldn't uh, do a bionic elbow now, and it'd be no. considered a finisher. It just, you just couldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, your finisher has to be like jumping off the top rope, you know, with a, a triple somersault half, yeah. <laughs> halfway, then landing into a, a springboard off your right. hands. Uh, Kinshasa to uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you gotta yeah. just add everything to it so that people just go oh, because like you said, it used to be where you saw that leg drop coming and you're like, oh my god, he's literally gonna crush the guy's windpipe. That's it. That's gonna be the end of the yeah. match, and it was enough. But now you need it's more about the dazzle, you know. Except, well, that's not true because if you get that one quick, the explosive ones like the RKO, you know what I mean? Right. Where it yeah. can come out of nowhere and. Boom, you're done. Yeah, those are the better moves because it can be done all the time. Oh, for sure. But but yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's just it just fascinates me. <laughs> like, just finish your... Like, here's an, another example, too. I was thinking about this, too. Watching SmackDown this week. Uh, did you did you see SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Jeff Hardy is who I'm bringing up <laughs> yeah. for this. Right, I like Jeff Hardy a lot. What is this called again? I, f- I forget what it's called. He uses the same finisher before he does his flipping. His, uh, his, uh, oh gosh, keep on blanking on the movie. Does off the top rope. I but know. That's the but to set it up, he uses Matt Hardy's twist of fate, right? Oh, that's what but, it's right. But, twist of fate. But every time Jeff uses it, it's either the twist of fate or he does it into a stunner. Like it's one or the other. Oh yeah. And I've got the feeling now that when he does it into a stunner, he doesn't mean to. <laughs> it's an accident. He's like, oh crap. Yeah. I didn't mean to that's do what that. It feels one. like to me. Yeah. Because when he did it this past week, I think it was to Rusev, <laughs> it seemed like it was a big mistake, but Rusev just went with it. Speaking of just going with it, welcome to Hardly Kayfabe, another week of wrestling talk. This is Johnny Townsend and Chris Chavez coming at you, talking about finishing the evolution of finishing moves and some of the other moves that you just kind of don't see or how they were exclusively used, you know, rarely to, to, to really just accentuate the fact that they were dangerous or scary yeah. or something that you wanted to stay away from. And now it's just like a leg drop is a leg drop. Everyone does a leg drop. Yeah. I mean, literally the DDT was so huge for Jake the snake. People would chant DDT. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. 
But uh, yeah, dude, you're right. The evolution, it's 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 definitely something else. Definitely something else. For sure, for sure. But we're back with another week of wrestling talk, covering some news, some wrestling review, uh, some other things as well. Fun times. Uh, so let's get right into it, dude. I wanted to talk about the news. Today's Thursday. We record uh, typically. Re- we record on Thursdays, July twelfth. Today, uh, it's kind of a cool day for wrestling. There's a documentary that is dropping uh, in select theaters around the country. New York, Chicago, L.A., all those kind, you know, the big places where you want to see these documentaries when they first come out. Uh, but it has to do with pro wrestling. Um, That's right. Pro wrestling, but more along the lines of behind the scenes, what it was like to live on the road 350 days a year. Because that was the thing. Like, if you were a pro wrestler, you were literally never home. You were home for two yeah. weeks, right? At the most. And then not in a row. Not most. always in a row. No, no. Uh, that's that's at the most, and that's pretty much every guy that was making a living from wrestling. It didn't matter who they were, and honestly, it still kind of happens now. Yeah, uh, especially with the WWE, their schedules are crazy. Oh, for sure. Think about it. They do Monday Night Raw, they do SmackDown Live, then they do house shows all week. Back yep. to doing live shows, house shows, uh, big pay per view, live show the very next night, house shows. Like it's it's crazy, and then you have to you have to work in an injury or legit be injured for a break yeah and you gotta work in travel because a lot of times these guys are not flying they're actually driving from place to place now go on the network three uh what is it called uh um Uh, ride with me ride along (laughs) (laughs) wwe ride along i was gonna say wwe ride with me i was gonna say road rules remember that old school mtv show Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched it. But, yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, dude, they're on the road all the time. A lot of times they drive themselves. Uh, they're stopping at the quick quick places to eat real quick. You know, sometimes yeah. they pack food and they're eating while they're driving. Like, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a vagabond lifestyle. Um, yes. Actually, back in the day, uh, the WWE's always kind of been like this ever since it got, ever since Hogan days. Yeah. But I think a lot of the reasons a lot of the people went to the WCW at the time was the travel and days off were a lot better for wrestlers. Like, they didn't require near as much. WCW uh, because did? Yeah, because they started getting rid of house shows. Right, right. So these guys didn't have to do near as many house shows, so they got more time off and they got paid just as much, if not more. Yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> When you have to deal with that grueling, you know, travel, you're definitely yeah. that you're going to jump ship right away. Uh, but yeah, this mo- this documentary is called 350 Days. 350 Days. Uh, produce. Uh, I saw an article about it on Forbes.com. I just wanted to read a little bit of it here to get give you kind of an idea on what they're doing and what they're covering here. We both saw the uh, the trailer for it. Uh, there's not a lot. It's not like they show too much, but they do show no. you know uh, who's in the film. A lot of legends and champions. Um, and basically, it's a lot of this is all from their words, what they experienced, and it, it see, it's definitely something I'm going to check out as soon as it's available to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the same, but uh, judging from the trailer, I don't think it'll be anything new for me. Oh yeah, I think this will be something we yeah. hear. I, it's this is these are the kinds of th- like you like you said, it's not new. These are the kind of documentaries like I'll watch, knowing a lot of what's happening. But there's always those nuggets, those little gems, those yeah. little stories and shoots that we had never heard before, and you're like. <gasps> whoa didn't know that you know what i mean and there's a lot of guys on there when you watch the trailer who have recently passed away yeah yeah uh so watching it's gonna be a little surreal at times it is for sure uh but this is what forbes had to say three 350 days producer fulvio ciceri uh covers steroids cocaine and more in candid pro wrestling doc it wastes no time in chronicling the horrors and harsh realities of the pro wrestling business 
What is often seen in the public eye as a guilty pleasure rife with colorful characters and fake harmless fun is depicted as a far more grim, painstaking test of mortality in a documentary that is part gripping therapy session and part cautionary TED talk. The grave sacrifices required to make it in pro wrestling, most notably during the territory era of the 70s and 80s, are often undersold as paying your dues. But given the steroid and drug abuse that was rampant during that era, many have gone broke and or died trying to meet the hefty price tag of successful pro wrestling career. 350 Days set for premiere in both Hollywood and New York on July 12th begins fittingly in a black and white uh, with opening scene displaying the war-torn right hand of pro wrestler legend Greg the Hammer Valentine. Um, It says it was the perfect symbolism of the grueling lifestyle in which the pro wrestlers from WWE, ROH, and countless territorial promotions were willing to maintain for the respect of their hardened peers and the adoring loyal fans. 350 days a year, a wrestler was on the road. It's something that never escapes you. Former WWE Intercontinental Champion Tito Santana plainly stated, uh, before glossing over the various birthday parties, anniversaries he's missed due to life on the road. Um, it's crazy, dude. This sounds good. The producer says this, quote, this is a true movie. It's told in three acts, the beginning, the success, and then what happened after that. Whatever happened, the drugs, the alcohol, the infidelity. Um, they're truly artists. When I was talking to Bret Hart, he would say Robert De Niro would gain 100 pounds to play a character, but would he take a steel chair to the head? Would he blade himself to bleed? These guys did that, and they did it to please the audience. They did it because that's their character. That's their art. They were so fascinating. I'm a huge fan now because they were such interesting people. Yeah, apparently the producer who made this wasn't even a fan of wrestling. He just thought it was an interesting story, and he wanted to do it, but he's a huge fan of wrestling now because of all the guys he met, the stories he's heard, and the things he's documented. Yeah. Yeah. I like that quote. I never heard that one, too. Uh, Bret, Bret Hart calling out De Niro. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now that's the feud I want to see. But that tell me that's not true. Like, I mean, I get you're a method, but would you do it? Would you take the chair to the head? Multiple times, not just once. Multiple times. That's why you work for the WWE. You don't have to you just take it to the back. Oh yeah. It's way easier. Yeah. But but dude, I'm watching the old school like are you still catching are you still plodding along an old school attitude era? I haven't done it in a while, but every once in a while, I'll just go back and watch random shows from different eras. I keep going in order. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I started way back uh, right before King of the Ring and the Austin 316 yeah. speech. Um, and I, and as, whenever I come back to it, I'm just watching them all in order. But I'll watch the pay-per-views, too. So when the pay-per-view comes up, I'll watch that next and then go back to Raw. Uh, SmackDown's not even invented yet. But, uh, but yeah, dude, you can still see a lot of these chairs to the head, and you're just like, Oh my god. They make me god. cringe now. They really do. They I cringe. I know back then time. we didn't think anything of it. Now no. you know so much and you see that you're like just oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, just put your hand up. Put your hand up, dude. Because that <laughs> it's almost like it's not worth it. What are you doing? No. The injuries that come along with this because let's let's be honest. We know like the stories are scripted that there's there's a story that they're putting out there. But We've always said it. The things they do, that's not fake, man. That's not a, a, a rubber chair. That's not a foam, you know, a, a foam right. kendo stick. Like, these are the for injury, real. Yeah, and the injuries they get are real. <laughs> I mean, for the most of the part. I mean, every once in a while they work us. But, right. you know, like, they get real legit injuries. Yeah. I mean, all the time. I mean, uh, Gold Dust just went in to have double knee surgery, I believe. Yep, I saw that. He's out so, of commission for a little while. Yeah. So, I mean, all this stuff really wears on you, and it's real stuff. They're not just, 
uh, playing with like foam bricks and stuff. No. I mean, this is all real things. No, did you? I I, I don't know if you said. I, I don't remember if you said you got to see it. Did you see G one this past weekend? I saw the one thing you're about to bring up. Oh my god! All right, so yeah. New Japan uh, put on uh, a a, a pay per view event, a huge event out in San Francisco here in America. They they've done a couple of them already. Um, yeah, but they, they, they come here. Every, they they come over here every once in a while yeah. because. Uh, hardcore wrestling. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to say? Smarts or whatever. Yeah. The hardcore think or feel that the New Japan Pro Wrestling is like leaps and bounds better than any other wrestling. Oh, easy. And if you watch it, yeah. you'll see why. It's extre- it's extremely physical. That's why it's called Strong Style. It's for real. It's physical. Those guys are insane. Um, but it's they also it's it, it harkens back to the days where all of the stories were told in the ring. It yeah, was all yeah. told in the ring. Like you would have little things here and there, and obviously you cut your promos. That's part of telling the story. But most of the storylines and all the stuff you saw was in the ring. It's not about producing this off-camera stuff and all that. You know what I mean? It was about yeah. everything happening in the in the ring, um, and just the the athleticism, the athleticism in that in that 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 uh, it's it's just insane, dude. It's. Some of the I've never seen some, like some of the things they do. You're just like holy crap. So anyway, they brought G1 to San Francisco. Huge, huge uh, deal. A lot. They sold out. Um, it was their biggest show ever, uh, ever in in the states. And it's it's actually looking good. It looks like we're going to start seeing a lot more New Japan in the states. So it's going to be good for wrestling fans. Um, you can actually access all their stuff from their website. You can. It's like for ten bucks a month, you access all of their, all of the the events they've ever had. Every piece of video New Japan has, you can access on their site. Um, you just can't watch the live events like you do on WWE. That was the only thing that sucked. You can't watch. I couldn't watch G1 live on their site. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna say where I saw it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> G1. This, the amount of. I was telling you before we started, like watching the way these guys went at it, it was almost like they all knew that the world was watching them the weekend yeah. before the ease big event. You know what I mean? So like they were being watched and they every single match was it blew me away. And every single athlete put it all out. They literally left it all out there for the fans. Unfortunately, because of that, that led the, it led them to like maybe take risks they shouldn't have taken or do some crazy things and oversell. You know what I'm saying? Where it left them uh, in danger. They didn't protect themselves well enough. Uh, one of the big things that happened was Hiromu uh, Takahashi. He's a hugely popular wrestler for New Japan. Uh, suffered a broken neck. Uh, yeah, after, a legit neck break. He was in the hospital for yeah, it. Yeah, after being suplexed. Like, he was, he was, I mean, it was a suplex, right? What was, I forgot what the move was now. I would have to go back and look. I can't even remember it now. But I it, don't remember either. It's been a while. But good Lord, when you saw it, it was like a snap suplex. It was super fast. Uh, and wow. Like, his his head just completely folds in. His his chin basically touches, you know, like when you, you, you reach up to your collarbone and there's that yeah. little spot in the middle underneath your throat that just kind of dips. You know what I mean? His chin literally buried itself in there. 
Um, and then, yeah, he he suffered a, a broken neck. He finished the match out and w- walked all the way out of the ring, but apparently collapsed as soon as he got behind the curtain. And they rushed him to the hospital, found out he had a broken neck. That wasn't the only thing. There was other things going on, too. Apparently, like a lot of the guys, the, the people who set up the, the event didn't set up the guardrails right. So there's all kinds of craziness happening. There was one where there was a match between uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White where um, – he, this again was a suplex. I believe it was a suplex or, or something into the, into the it was railing. A Phoenix. It was a. Fe- I'm looking it up. It oh, was beauty. a Phoenix. Uh, what was it called? Dang it! I just saw this <laughs> second ago. Like, an ad came up on my phone. So. Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. But they, they literally he, he he gets flung into the railing and the railing. Phoenixplex. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, the Phoenixplex into the railing. The railing gives way, smashes the table that Jr. Uh, who was commentating on? He 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 recur- He came back. New Japan asked him if he would call the matches for Eng- English, and he did. Uh, it smashed into the table, knocking him back. Uh, but apparently, he uh, suffered really badly bruised ribs and a bruised lung because of it. Um, and that wasn't the only thing, dude. The biggest for me was the biggest of the match. The, the Young Bucks had a great match, and there was a big, you know, if you're a big fan of New Japan, you're a big fan of Bullet Club and all that stuff. There was a big thing that happened where uh, the Bullet Club kind of splintered. Uh, it was a yeah. huge deal, like really huge deal. Uh, but their match was amazing too. But the Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega match, phenomenal from top to bottom. They did so many crazy things. But there was a spot where. I believe it was Cody uh, Irish whipped Kenny into the railing. Uh, and again, it gave way. It wasn't even attached. And it's, the railing just comes down and smashes the knees of one of the, the officiating guides on the, uh, that was sitting behind it. It was like everybody reacted like, holy crap. Like they weren't expecting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like so much stuff happened. They pulled the table out and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to happen, right? It doesn't. The table's not used. Later on, Cody pulls out uh, a ladder, right? And it's it's one of the giant giant ladders, not like the ladder yeah. for money in the bank. I saw this. I saw what they did off the top of that. Dude, he pulls yeah. it up. They bring they bring it up there, and they're fighting and fighting. And you're like, holy crap! And you, I could see it coming. I was like, this is really going to happen. It looks like Cody Rhodes is going to suplex uh, Kenny Omega off of the off of the ladder onto the table. But then he reverses it, and Omega brings them into the ring. They, but they come off the top rope. I mean, the top of that that ladder. Yeah. If you Dangerous. watch, if you watch the way Cody Rhodes lands, that could have been a uh, he could have broken his neck as, as well. He lands yeah, on his neck, and it's insane. Later on in that, so you forget about the table because they just go to town on each other. I'm telling you, it was one of the most brutal, insane matches I've seen in a while. Later on, Kenny Omega picks up Cody and throws him out of the ring at the table. And he's meant to fly out and, and land in the middle of the table and break it. Uh, but he doesn't. He lands at about shoulder length where his shoulders are or is where it hits the table. So the table just, you know, collapses forward. And and Cody's neck just snaps again where you, I just thought he had a neck injury, dude. I, lo- I thought he was done. Um but yeah, apparently he was okay. He got up and, and he's taking a break for a little bit. I guess he's got something he's filming, but he's going to be back to indie wrestling again right away. But, but the yeah, point he's is, got all in. He's got all in happening really oh, soon. Oh yeah, that's coming. The point is though, like yeah. G one is just proof that like the injuries that these guys are susceptible to and that they put their bodies through is just it's 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 mind blowing. Yeah, the big conversation that this sparked. 
And if you go back and watch how that one guy got his neck broken, oh god! Uh, like there's, no, I don't know how you do that move because apparently this guy's done this move a lot and it's been fine. Yeah. But if you actually watch the move, I don't know how it's fine because <laughs> he literally just drives the guy's head, the top of his head, into the mat. He cradles the guy and just drives his head into the mat. And I don't know how. Like, yeah, there's just so many ways that can go wrong. But so here's the big debate that I kept hearing after this, like which. Like, is the New Japan Strong Style just way too uh, hardcore in that it's just not safe at all? And that people, you know, that it's just, you shouldn't do it? And that the WWE, because the WWE, I mean, they get a lot of flack and they deserve most of it. Yeah. But for but when it comes to wrestler safety and such, they've come a long way. Oh, for sure. I'm, I would say they're leading the pack when it comes to that. I mean, they no longer do chair shots to the head. Uh, Paul drivers are gone. You know, that kind of thing. Anything that, you know, uh, they're just trying to have a safer work environment, which they need to do because I don't think the wrestlers have insurance or anything like that. So you got to do something. Wait, wait, um, wait. WWE has the kind of money they have and they don't get, they don't offer insurance to the wrestlers? I believe that's true. I think they got to get their insurance through another Whoa, thing. I forgot what it's called. Oh, that is insane crazy. Holy cow. They get their insurance through. It's a famous company in oh, wrestling. I okay. don't remember who it is. But... uh but like they don't, I don't think even think they pay for the travel either. I could be making that up. That's crazy. But anyway, which is beyond because you know my man's got to put all this money in that football thing. It's obviously not going to make it very far. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Oh god. But anyway, so the the big question that came down is which is better when it comes to wrestlers? Like, is the New Japan, uh, is it good? Like, oh. should we like it as much because of how inherently dangerous it seems to be? Well, and that's a weird thing to be because in wrestling. Anything could technically go wrong if you do it wrong, right? Like you know, you can somebody can get just as badly injured. Look at Drew McIntyre's from, uh, torn bicep. All he did was hold yeah. on to the rope as he was coming down, like he didn't let go in time. Well, Finn Balor was out forever oh. when he got power bombed into the into the barricade, yeah. and it just looked like a normal power bomb into it. it looked like he was fine, but yeah. he wasn't. So there's all kinds of things, and that's and both of those are in the E, the WWE. Both of those yeah. things happen there. So injuries happen in all this. This is a very uh, athletic uh, sport in which you're trying to make it look like you're hurting each other. So things are going to happen no matter how safe you are. I mean, Samoa Joe is probably one of the safest wrestlers there are. Uh, but he hurt, like, who was it he put out? Then he put Seth Rollins out for a little while. I uh, believe yeah, it was, I feel like it was not yeah. too long ago. Uh, so it's just it, anybody could do it no matter how safe. They are. And while I think there are some things that they need to just eliminate, like chair shots to the head, should just be gone from everything, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, pile drivers, I'm seeing so many crazy pile drivers now. One of my favorite moves ever in TNA that I used to love, and when I look back at it now, I, I, I kind of hate myself for loving it so much. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people do it now, but this guy, P.D. Williams was his name. Yeah, yeah. And he had this move called the Canadian Destroyer. And he would put the guy, set the guy up for a pile driver, like he put the guy between his legs, but he would do a flip into the pile driver. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. And uh, it was like when I first saw that, my mind exploded. <laughs> like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen because it looks, it looks phenomenal. Right. <clears throat> but it's crazy dangerous. Oh, I'm sure, dude. <laughs> like a regular pile driver on its own is dangerous. So, I don't know. What do you feel? I, I'm really torn on I'm this. I'm torn, too, because when you watch new japan and you watch the strong style it's very impressive at how physical yeah. they are um 
because again, yeah, you, when you, you real- cannot deny you cannot deny that they have some really good matches over there. Oh, you can't deny for it. sure. But I would have to say in in their uh, in their gusto, if you will, to to be as explosive and and just that that snap kind of you know a lot of their movements are a lot of their delivery with things are very snap. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it, it just looks impressive, and right. you can sell it quicker. It's, it's a quick sell, and you don't have it. Doesn't there's it's, it's aside from maybe injury. You know, you're not going to have the, the 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 botch that we had the other week when Jinder Mahal took. Forget it. Anyway, <laughs> remember that. Like, but you're not going to have that because a lot of this stuff is so precision and so quick and snap. Not that you're they don't, but. It's it's much more rare. It looks much more impressive. Yeah. However, is the is the risk worth it? Is the question. For me, I think it would it would come down to each situation. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because you also got to realize that that's probably what sets them apart from yeah. WWE. So yeah, exactly. And when you see the when you see the the knee to the head um, delivered. And it makes you, it makes us as watchers, even the 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 smarts, the smarks, if you will, watch this and go, "Oh my God! I think that I think he's hurt for real." But in the back, yeah. he's perfectly fine, and they're hugging each other and high fiving it for a great match. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like it's 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 such a fine line to walk because because there are, are the there's the ones where we know it's 100% sold, and they did such a good job that they elicited that from us. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's it's a fine well, line because you have to it, it has to it has to seem dangerous to elicit that that feeling of like, well, that really looked real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the other gonna, thing we have to take fake into a kiss. account. You're not gonna fake a kiss and be like, Oh, that high five or that hug looked looked botched, man, it didn't look real. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? It's gotta yeah, that's look not a real dangerous. Hug. Come on, yeah. Uh you also gotta realize too that a lot of those wrestlers who are wrestling uh, for New Japan are also doing indie dates as well and are wrestling like sometimes seven days a week. Oh yeah. Uh, I know some of those guys who wrestled in that show have been wrestling like literally the day before Oh yeah. the day before that. Yeah. So that takes a toll on you. It sure does. And so you're not as sharp maybe that next time. And yeah. that's what happens. I, I heard, I can't remember who said it. It was one of the podcasts I, I listen to all the time, a wrestling podcast. And somebody came up with the idea, and I kind of liked it. And this was just for the WWE, but I think it could apply to anywhere. Uh, in that, uh, wrestlers get actually get paid time off. So they would work a certain, like they would work, uh, they'd get like a whole month off or something like that, instead of going all the time. Oh, wow. And they just would like, you know, they would just rotate who gets that month off. So not everybody's obviously off at the same time and they can keep going. Right. Yeah. And I like, I don't know why they don't do that. I mean that's to me it would be kind of hard though because like let's think about this you're you're a wrestler uh yeah. you're plugging away you're 6 months into the year now 7 months into the year you haven't gotten your month off you've been working hard and because of it it's paying off your storyline is one of the top storylines at the moment the feud you're in is probably the hottest feud since Stone Cold and The Rock and you're about to blow through the roof so the next two or three months is that enti- that fire, that f- explosion. Now you're the top star. You're holding a belt. We're, p- we're really closing in on a year. Are you going to take that month off and cool off and everybody's going to kind of be like, oh, that's right, he's back? I think if you want to be healthy, you do. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. I understand 100% what you yeah, mean. That's where it, I think that's where it lies. It's, it's almost yeah, like – Yeah, you got you to gotta figure out what's more important to you. Yeah. 
but there's been plenty of wrestlers who, and I'm not even going to use Brock Lesnar as an example, <laughs> but there's been plenty of wrestlers who uh, take time off uh, and only wrestle every once in a while, and we still love them. Oh, so, like, I'm, Undertaker's a good example, you know. Uh, I'll tell you. Obviously, obviously, it's at his age now. Yeah. But, you know, when he does show up, like, he's showing up here recently on a lot of these house shows. He's trying to get back in shape for a match. Yeah. But people are going wild over it. Oh, they are. They're loving it. I've, saw, I've yeah. seen some of this stuff. I know they just they just did uh, MSG last weekend, and it was a big deal. It was There's yeah. video online. Uh, I think, actually, that he put it out from a different perspective from ringside. Right. When yeah, uh, when he when he tags Roman to come in and the place just I mean it's 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 a wonder that the roof is still on the place, yeah. So uh, yeah, but I think it's way more when it comes to all wrestlers, and this goes back to that movie we were talking about. Yeah, their schedules are such in that uh, even when they make it, because I would say if you make it to the WWE or uh, or New Japan or Ring of Honor, that's that's a new level. That's a beyond indie. Yeah. So even when you make it there, they're still working all the time. Right, because they know. They know it just takes, you know, just a few moments away from the universe's mind and you're forgotten. And the next yeah. new up-and-coming guy is flashy enough to grab the attention. Uh, and that's who people are watching because they're showing up that, yeah. all the time. And uh, that's why when somebody gets injured, when they're about to get hot, we all get really sad about oh, it. Oh, exactly. Because exactly. Yeah. you know what that can do to the career or the momentum. Yeah. Um, not everybody has the leisure to, you know, have that momentum and then take a belt and say, meh, I don't want to show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Some people do though, right? I'm going to tell you right now, Hiromu Takahashi has broken his neck more times than Brock Lesnar has shown up on Monday Night Raw <laughs> that's, that's in the past true. few months. Because it's but he's just, broken his neck the exact number of times that... Brock Lesnar has shown up on the UFC. I was, I was gonna bring this up. I didn't know if you even wanted to touch on it because he's just. So it's almost like you don't want to show up. We're not going to talk about you. Yeah, it's really strange. He's literally their champion of Raw. Yeah, and he was barely mentioned on Raw. I don't think he was even mentioned at all. Was he? No, this last one he wasn't mentioned once. At yeah, all. and this UFC thing just happened. It's a big deal. Yeah, and it wasn't mentioned once. Yeah, because I think they're just done with it too. They're tired of it. They're just going to take the belt and give it to someone else, and and he's going to go do his UFC thing because that that's what happened. Daniel uh, Cormier just had a fight on UFC this past weekend where he won, uh, and then he immediately called out uh, Brock Lesnar and told him to come into the ring, and and Brock, you know, obliged walks in dressed to the nines in his suit and then proceeds to shove Daniel Cormier. And so basically yeah. it turns into a WWE promo. Yeah. Uh, That's segment. what UFC has always been, people. I don't know why people think UFC is all 100% real. Some of the stuff they do on purpose like this. Exactly. Well, look, you know, I, I feel, I mean, aside from really trying to just garner heat, it's always been a thing with fights, any fights, even boxing. Yeah. You know, the guys will like each other, but then they start to do the uh, the Conor McGregor. Uh, but I think right. I think it's taken. It's Conor McGregor has brought the WWE uh, sensationalism to the UFC because they used to be very much about like we're not WWE. We don't come out to crazy music. We don't have flashy this. We don't do this. And then more and more they do. Now there's music, entrance music, you know. And now there's guys that come in w wearing masks and doing these different things when they come yeah. into the when they're getting ready to fight. And now we're starting to see where there's. Um, 
all of this heat that's generated to to get people to kind of watch when the next thing comes around. Conor McGregor was huge at doing that for all of his events. Uh, if if you if you've ever watched any of his fights or any of his press, he basically was a WWE character during those times, cutting promos. Yeah. And so now, and then he attacked a bus. And then you exactly, and then you see, but then you see things like Ronda Rousey coming over, uh, Shayna yeah. Baszler. You start seeing that, and and then Dana White is showing up to WWE events, and it's it's you got to say, you know, it's hard for him to sit there and see all of the po- what it does when when people react this way, and not th- he can't. How can he not think to himself, I got to somehow work this in? You know what I mean? Like, we've got to do things like this that get the fans invested. Uh, because right. you can have a fighter that you're cheering for, but that's about it. You cheer for them and they're winning and they're losing. It's about it. But if you invest yourself in the story that's being told as it's being built, you know what I mean? As they're getting ready yeah. to fight, uh, it's you can well, see that he knows that there's more dollars to be made. So if you ask me, I feel like it was one of those things. It was kind of like, we're going to do this. It's all a work, but it's, this is what we're going to do. And uh, it's just well, kind of ridiculous. Well, for better or for worse, the WWE and Vince McMahon, has always known that you don't sell, you don't necessarily sell wrestling. You sell superstars, right? Uh, and you build them up, and you make them have personalities, and you bring out their personalities, and all this stuff. Uh, and then that's when you, your uh, people want to come and see it. They want to come and see it to see what Stone Cold's going to do. Right. Exactly. The UFC has had an issue, and and I'll be upfront and honest. I don't watch UFC very much. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't hate it, but I just, you know, unless it's just on my TV, I'm just, I don't go out of my way to see it. I just don't care overall. Right. But I do hear about it. Uh, and in fact, the, the besides Conor McGregor, there hasn't been a name in UFC to, that I would say I recognize now. There's not many names that like the, the, the what would you want to call us? Those who aren't hardcore fans of it. Uh, normies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you want to the, call it? the lay person. Yeah, would recognize and and if you're uh, like me and you are hardcore wrestling, uh, you know we love the sport of wrestling. Yeah, but what really helps wrestling get over is when the layman people kind of start getting into it too. Right, that's what helps it. Right. So for better, so even if you might hate that, it's always like <laughs> always found it funny. This is really this was really big in music years ago. Like if you found a band before anybody else found them and they hadn't gotten big yet, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh man, yeah. this is this is my band. You know, I love this band; they're amazing. I knew them but then from they, the first day. Yeah. but then they get popular, and you're like, ah, oh, they're not near as good anymore. They I sold don't like out. Them now. They sold yeah, out. They sold out. Yeah, and that's ridiculous because <laughs> these are people that are trying to make a living. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so the UFC needs to do if they want to do better because uh, I think Fox just dropped them. Uh huh. Um, and uh, picked up the WWE exactly. Instead. That's kind of telling, right? Yeah. So that's saying something there. Now you don't want to. You don't want to fix the matches. You don't want to have it where they're pre- no, predetermined. No, no, no. But you want to have the buildup. You want to create the characters. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's what I think they're going to be going towards. And I think this we're seeing a lot of it happening, especially with... And it's not the first time another fighter has entered the, the octagon and confronted somebody and done it. But it's the first time somebody who's... 
been at the WWE level, you know what I'm saying? It comes in yeah. and is doing it, and it just look. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing the the freaking Universal Champ belt with him while he was there. I know. I was yeah. waiting for him to like pull his jacket off and have Heyman come in, come into the ring and be like, "My name is Paul Heyman." Yeah. Honestly, I would have loved that. Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden, UFC. Yeah. No lie, UFC ratings would have jumped. That's not a joke. Oh, yeah. Heyman had shown up and and cut a promo all over Daniel Cormier. That place would have gone ape shit. Yeah, that would 100%. have been so awesome, dude. Yeah, so they need to just do that. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it takes nothing away from your fights if you keep your fights real. It takes nothing away from those. Yeah, exactly. And if anything, it just brings more eyes to your product. It's. I think we're going to start seeing that happening. And the fact that Lesnar's, you know, worrying about that instead of just, I mean, come on, dude, just do some put put some time in. He literally, unless like that's the work, unless the work is is to be this guy that so much so that he doesn't care that he everybody hates him. You know, maybe that's that's the deal with the McMahon. Like that's maybe that's what they're yeah. doing. So he doesn't care. He really truly doesn't care. <laughs> no, why does he care? He's like, do you know how much money he's counting at the end of the day while we're all complaining yeah. and bitching about the fact that he didn't show up on Raw this week? I don't even think he has internet. Because <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> this man don't care. But yeah. Yeah, not at all. Uh, but speaking of Raw and SmackDown, so this week uh, we don't really review everything that happened play-by-play uh, play, or else this would be a five-hour podcast. But right. uh, but we do talk about what we think were highlights from both or, or what stood out to us and what we thought yeah. of both. So uh, what were you thinking this week? Because basically they're leading up, up to uh, Extreme Rules. My thought on it, though, was that most of the time when we're leading up to an event, uh, the week or two before is kind of slow. Not much happens because they're just kind of giving us this thing. But I felt like both both episodes this week were really strong, especially being the, right before the, the weekend. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to agree with you. They did a lot better job than they've been doing here recently by building up these matches Oh yeah, with with the show before. I mean, I honestly, and not that I 100% care about the Lashley-Roman Reigns match, but they did a much better job <laughs> building that up this week with that opening angle than they had done the weeks prior. Dude, I was going to uh, say the same yeah. thing. I could care less about that, but they literally made me interested in it. Like I, yeah. I, I, I looked up from Twitter at that moment going, whoa, this is getting good. Yeah. And then I kept watching because it wouldn't stop. The entire locker room empties, and it just wouldn't stop. And then you think it's going to be done, and it didn't stop. And then you still think it's going to yeah. be done, and it did. Like I was like, this is awesome. They, this is what they needed to do, man. Yeah, this is what they needed the whole time. Uh, they did a fantastic job with that. So I thought that really stood out yeah, for me. Yeah, for sure. And, and the other thing that stood out for me was just way more of an announcement, and that's that Strowman and KO are going to be in a cage. <laughs> yes, I dude. just love that idea. <laughs> yes, that is going to be so awesome. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, I just can't. I, I It's... I'm hoping it's it's. I think it's we're, we might have a classic coming. I'm hoping it's a classic because this is Extreme Rules, dude. So are we yeah. gonna? Are, I mean, we're on the 20th year anniversary of Hell in a Cell, so uh, they got a lot to live up to. Yeah, my only concern with KO is that he's so good with comedy <laughs> that a lot of times with somebody so good with comedy that they just become known for nothing but that. But what he needs to be because he's very capable is more of the Kurt Angle. In which Kurt Angle one week could be goofy funny, but once he got in that ring, mm -hmm. you didn't mess with him. Yeah, and th and that's how he was when he was on SmackDown. Like he would have yeah. the comedy aspects, but then there was the dangerous aspects, the aspects yeah. where he was, he would knock the guy out and then stand over him screaming because he looked like he was going crazy. Right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, more recently with Raw, it's been more about comedy. 
which I get. I see what they're trying to do with Strowman, but I, I agree with you. I wish we would see a little bit more brutality uh, because let's be honest, Kevin Owens from SmackDown, he would run from Strowman, but then figure out how to get at Strowman when Strowman wasn't looking and be brutal yes. about it. You know what I mean? Yes. I do not want this to be a squash match at all. It no. better not be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm hoping yeah. that they're going to put on a good show. Uh, but we're going to get into Extreme Rules here coming up. Anything else from Raw that stood out to you? That's, those two things were the main things I was gonna that, say, that yeah. popped in my mind. Not much else happened. I mean, like the whole Baron Corbin thing and, and all that was kind of I do like, rude. I mean... Uh, I, I do like the, I do like where they're going with Baron Corbin's character. They're actually giving him a little bit more stuff oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that because uh, before I just didn't care one way or the other about him. This week, though, uh, was kind of meh. Yeah, but I do like... You said something the other week that I, I just really started agreeing with is I really like that he cut his hair. I know it sounds weird and simple, <laughs> But it gives him a whole new look. Dude, you cut his hair and you put him in, in a suit, a three-piece suit, yeah. and he still has an intimidating look to him. And right now yeah. we kind of have that, oh, geez, it's him, right? The TGI Friday server guy. But there's yeah. still there's still <laughs> there's interest in it. Like when he's interacting yeah. with Kurt and there's a little bit of friction, and you, we know that Stephanie's behind having him there. And it, I don't know. He also just seems to – I, it, it maybe this whole new persona has given him a little bit more of a, a swagger in the ring, but he looks better in the ring, dude. He just looks so much better. You know what I mean? Well, I think once you feel like they're actually giving you something to do, then maybe that means they got a little bit more faith in you. Yeah. Kind of gives you a little bit more confidence. Yeah. But let's go on. Let's go on to SmackDown. What <laughs> to you stood out for you on SmackDown? Okay. I'm just going to say this real quick. Um, it wasn't until Ms. TV went crazy that I never realized how much I want a Big E Killian Dane match. Yes. Holy cow. Yes. Like, both those guys can go. They're both <laughs> humongous, and they both can wrestle. I never realized yeah. how much I wanted that until that whole promo went crazy and ape, ape yes. shit. And then later on, during the 10-man tag tag match, like I was, oh, man, tell me that's not that wouldn't be great to see those two. I'm all for it. I'm 100% behind you on that. And uh, uh, and Eric Young um, against uh, – who was he facing off with where I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing those two guys go at it. You know what I mean? Well, Eric Young's just good in general. I mean, he's a good wrestler to start with. Oh, uh, maybe it was AJ. AJ. He and AJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be a they good They were one, facing yeah. off for a while there, and I was just like, my God, these guys – this this will be nice. This should be a good, yeah. a good one. But here's what I loved <laughs> – <laughs> There's two things that I really love, but they're kind of related to each other. Yeah. You, you you pointed out some really good ones. That opening Miz TV segment to me was perfect. <laughs> the Miz is just so good at what he does. He really is. I love that he would egg on Team Hill No, and I love that they would still kind of make you remember, oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan and Miz don't like each other, yes. and we still want to see these guys fight. So they yes. put some elements of that in there. And I also adored, adored Chris. I adored <laughs> That Kane loves NSYNC. Oh. <laughs> he knows everything about NSYNC. I love that. That was pretty funny, dude. That was yeah. I laughed. I literally laughed out loud while because yes. I was watching it at work. I had it on my phone. I had my PlayStation View on phone. So I had yeah. it on my phone. I had my earbuds in while I was doing my work. And I was just I laughed out. There was times today where I laughed out loud literally from what it was going on on SmackDown Live. Because it was good. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I just, <laughs> it's a lot of times in WWE comedy, it takes a lot for me to laugh at it because uh, you can tell they're playing for comedy and usually it's not done very well. But in this case, Kane was, the, the two times he brought up in sync were perfect. So Oh, I was wrong. I said AJ Styles. It was actually, it's it's Daniel Bryan. I'd like to see him and Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. and Eric Young yeah, going. They were, they were 
going crazy at each other. It was uh, earlier. It was AJ Styles and uh, and uh, Matt uh, Jeff Hardy against Nakamura and uh, Rusev. Yes, uh, yes, which was an okay match. I was just kind of like, I, I get what they're doing. They were getting us ready for for uh, for what's happening this weekend. You know, they're not going to get too brutal, right. but we get to see them all kind of face off with each other, and then. You know, it, it was it was all right, but overall, uh, it, it was it was an entertaining week for Raw and SmackDown, if you ask me. Yeah, I think so too. I think both shows did a really good job. Uh, you and I both did not watch in. Uh, uh, I said in sync. <laughs> <laughs> I did not watch in sync this week. I didn't watch in sync either, nor NXT. Right? Yeah, which is what I was trying to say the first time. But uh, so, out of those two, Chris, which one do you feel kind of won the week? I'm going to tell you, but because I did get a good chuckle, and and the opening Miz TV was just for me was one of the most perfect, and they've really opened my eyes to what I want—a Big E Killian Dane match, uh, and yeah. I'd like a I'd like a no holds barred match between the two. Um, oh yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, SmackDown wins it for me. I'm with you, hundred percent. And the end was funny uh, but, too. I did. I thought the end yeah. was kind of normally. I'd be like a rolling my eyes, like, "Oh, come on, this is a little bit over the top." But I thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm with you. I was entertained. Both shows did a much better job this week oh, of being sure. entertaining, in my opinion. So, but now yeah. we're leading to extreme rules, dude, because they 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 were like, yeah. "Okay, we we gave you enough to keep you interested." It wasn't. A, it, they weren't bland. Right. So we're. I'm uh, cautiously hyped about extreme rules. Same. So, let's go over the card and give our quick predictions for these. All right. Sounds good. Uh, You want me to go through them? Yes. All right. Bring up each match, and we'll say who we think is going to win. Extreme Rules match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. And this one has uh, Rousey on the outside watching it or something? Yeah, she bought a ticket. She bought a ticket to the match. (laughs) Which is <laughs> stupid, right? That's dumb. You would just go to. She works for the company. Just be. There. I'm wondering if uh, she, well, Shayna Baszler is going to be there as well. I think that's the rumors that she's supposed to be showing up yeah. there as well. Yes, that's a big time rumor uh, that she's going to be going up there too as well. I I would love that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, but what do you think is going to happen here? Well, obviously, if Rousey's there, she's getting involved one way or the other. I mean, why would you have her there and her not do anything? Right. So she's doing something. I don't see Nia Jax winning the title back. I just don't see it. I don't either. I think Alexa's going to have it. And I was going to ask you, in an extreme rules match, when are you allowed to is, – is it anything goes? Or if Rousey interferes, uh, yeah. will they call the match? I would assume it means anything goes, right? I mean, it has to. Even outside extreme interference rules. from other people. You would think so. I'm going to look that up as we're talking. But that was my, my, my reasoning for that was because uh, – you know, maybe that that's one of the things that you can't do that. And that's what that's what we'll see is as is, is Rousey does something. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they call the match because she 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 stuck her nose in. And then Nia Jax will get mad at her. And then that's when we see Rousey turn turn heel. I mean, that's all possible. I'm waiting for also, her to turn heel, dude. Yeah, same here. But she's getting such a great crowd reaction right now. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that or not. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she's she's kind of a great ambassador for them currently. Uh, yeah, but I call Alexa Bliss. I do too. Uh, it just makes sense for her to keep it, so her and Rousey can go on and have some matches. Yep, yep. All right. See, see what else we have here. Singles match for the WWE Championship: uh, AJ Styles versus Rusev. I will go first on this one. I think they're going to give it to Rusev finally. I think Rusev's going to win the champion, the 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 championship off of AJ Styles on this. Hmm, that's 
This one's tough for me. Or do you think they're going to give it to him at SummerSlam? I think if Rusev's going to win it, it will be it will be this weekend. Uh huh. If he doesn't win it here, I think it'll be a while before he gets another chance. That's just my feeling on it. Do you feel Rusev Day is slowly simmering now? It's not as hot as it was maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago? A little bit, but everybody still loves Rusev. I mean, how can you not like the guy? Well, he, he's worked so hard. Yeah. Uh, like, if he, I would be over the moon if he won it. I like AJ Styles as well. I actually like both guys quite a lot. Now, do you think? But AJ Styles has had this title for a while now. Yeah, he has. Do you think there's uh, there's anything to the fe- to like they like Ro- Rusev as a heel and they want to have Rusev have the championship as a heel, but they don't want the the universe to cheer for that. Do you know what I mean? Do they they're trying to get him to a point yeah. where they're not cheering him anymore before they give him that title? They've been booking him in a weird is he a heel or is he not a heel right. type of thing. And then this week was easy. He's straight heel the way he was. Yeah, acting. this week he was straight heel, but like just weeks before he was kind of uh, letting yeah. Aiden English get his comeuppance instead of helping him out. Exactly. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. So who did you say? Uh, I got a feeling AJ Styles is going to win. It's it. going to hold. It I still, don't know. Huh? Yeah, I think so. I think – I don't know. I'm all for Rusev winning it, though. If he wins it, I'll be really happy. But I just think AJ AJ's winning this. And I'm not knocking Rusev at all, but if they're not going to give it to Nakamura, yeah, I don't see them having Rusev win either, personally. <laughs> or they could just surprise us and have have him do it. Yeah. I, I love that there there's a lot of championship matches on this card. Uh, yeah. Next one is the tag team for WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, which is a surprise to me knowing that he'd gotten in a car wreck, totaled his car, and everyone, everything we had read was that he was going to be out for a while and no one knew the extent of his injuries. And literally, he's wrestling at Madison Square Garden last weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and on Raw. Uh, Matt, Matt, and, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt versus the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. What are your thoughts on this one? I really – this is a match that I don't know who they want to be the heels mm-hmm. because all four guys are so – like, how could you hate any of them? Right. The B team's got some – I mean, they, they, it's, they can't generate heat to hate them at all. They have so many people cheering them on that love them, dude. Yeah, I absolutely love what they're doing, the, doing with those two. And did you see the uh, – did you see when they were pretending to be Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Dude. Yeah, and it makes sense that Bray Wyatt's brother's trying to be him. Like, so, it's just so great. So his, uh, both I love that they won't they won't ever admit that they're brothers either. I love that. <laughs> and I, I love that Bo Dallas, his Matt Hardy is almost on point, dude. Yeah. He does a great uh, Matt it, Hardy. It's, man, it's just, I don't know who is. Like, if you just think about the scope of how these teams have been built, then then the leaders of worlds should probably win it. That's how I'm thinking is going to happen. So that's how I'm going to pick. But in my heart and soul, I kind of want the B team to get it. Ooh, I just do. Which would be phenomenal too, because it could be one of those things where they're like, this is the surprise. This is what we're going to make shock everyone with. We're going to give it to you guys. You know what I mean? And yeah. everyone's going to absolutely go crazy over it. And it's okay because I mean, not every time have we seen matches with their heel he, uh, or both uh, or a face, a heel. We've seen heel heels right. or face face matches. So it's okay that the B team isn't completely heel either. You know what I mean? It, I think it's a lot easier when it's face face too. Yeah. So it could be if it's it, heel heel who you're supposed to. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. And it could be something that, you know, Matt, the, the, the leader of worlds is fun, but they know that they, they can't really get that much mileage out of this tag team. Let's be honest. Bray Wyatt was so much better on his own, if you ask me. 
You know what I mean? I'm with yeah, 100. percent He needs to have the Wyatt family back, in my opinion. So we might see that. Yeah. Uh, we might see that splitting if they lose the championship, uh, which could be a good hope in my. But I think I think what we're gonna see is the the they're gonna hold on to it, honestly. Yeah, same here. Uh, next, we have singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, with James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Carmella <laughs> yeah. versus Asuka. Uh, yes. I think they're gonna. This is when Oscar takes it. Is here. Oh, you know what? I'm, I was gonna say that, but I'm gonna take that back. I think they're gonna keep doing what they've been doing, yeah. and Carmella's gonna win again. I think she'll win this one, but she'll lose it at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's gonna uh, they be just the keep having one. like they've they have already kind of dropped the ball with Oscar. Mm-hmm. She's so her taking a loss here. Because obviously she's going to get screwed out of it. I mean, Ellsworth is going to do something despite being up in that cage. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're, I think Carmella wins it through uh, heel-type means. Some weirdness, yeah. Some sort of yeah. disqualification. Because it's not an extreme rules match. It's a regular singles match. So yeah, uh, that's probably how we'll see it is disqualification, not a clean win. Uh, next we have, I'm looking forward to this one, the tag team for SmackDown tag team, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. Yes, me too. I love both these teams same, a lot. Same. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I kind of feel that they're going to give it to Team Hill. No, you do I mean, they really. Gave, they just gave them new shirts, man. Oh, I know, but I just like uh, I don't know. I didn't see them take getting. But here's the, the thing, right away. Here, but here's the thing too. If they do give it to them, or if they do win, I should say, I don't think they'll hold it very long, because I do not know what Kane's schedule's like. Exactly. Because literally, he like this is the wrestling's now his side job. It's not his main job anymore. Right. So it's in, it is interesting because like what happens if he's got some sort of city issue that he can't be? He's got to be there for. He's got to be like, right, right. Sorry, Mister McMahon, I gotta go. Uh, I take care of the city. I uh, can't do this. This is fantasy booking. <laughs> but secretly, I kind of hope that let's say that they lose. Like I want the Bludgeon Brothers to win. I think they need to keep the titles. Honestly, overall. For their characters, but uh, I want at some point I do want that to come down between Kane and Daniel Bryan, but then they're going to get really mad at each other, and it's going to come up to a retirement match, and Daniel Bryan retires Kane. Oh, and to make that match mean something, and they're both obviously good friends. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, and there'd be so much emotion in that match. And Kane is—he's a lot older now, and he doesn't get around near as well as he used to. Right. And Daniel Bryan can kind of help carry that a little bit, uh, but that's not to say Kane like can't do anything. He can still do some stuff. Right. He can make so, he can uh, make fire pop up from the sides of the stage. Yeah, and that's amazing talent right there. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. So, Daniel Bryan had a hard time doing it. Yeah. So uh, that's my fantasy booking. I don't know how you'd feel about that, but I kind of want that to happen. Nice. Yeah, I think it's gonna you're gonna see Bludgeon Brothers keep it. I I can't. Yeah. I don't see him losing it just yet. I don't. Yeah. Know. I mean, I'm fine. I, honestly, either team that wins, I'm happy. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next we have the 30-minute Iron Man match for the Intercontinental Championship. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler uh, with Drew McIntyre at his side versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, this could steal the show. This could steal the show, and I also feel like, dude, I've been calling it for a while now. I'm waiting for Dean Ambrose to come running in. Uh, yeah. We might see it here, maybe? What if Dean Ambrose ran in? And he turns his back on Seth, and he actually joins. That's my thought. And that's my thought, joins dude. Their team. Yeah, that's my thought. It'd be interesting to see. I'd what be all for here. that. But this is going to be yeah. a good match, and I'll tell you what: 
Monday Night Raw also made me realize I want a Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins match. Yes, I want that, that so like, bad. That was so. It was a very very yes. good match, dude. Yes, and imagine if it was for something and they got more time, dude. Yeah, those both of those guys can really go. Yeah, for sure. So I'm all I'm all for that 100. percent And Seth Rollins, who was never my favorite wrestler, but like you cannot argue that here lately he's been putting on a string of just great A matches with no matter who his opponent is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think he's gonna be the next universal. Has to be, dude. Has to be. Yeah, and he's probably I would say he's one of their top most popular ones right now. Oh. He's in the top three, I would think. Easily. He's underneath Roman yep. Reigns, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Well I mean obviously. Uh, so, so who do you think is gonna win this? Dolph or, or Seth? Dolph's still gonna hold that or Seth gonna take the belt back? Well I think if you're gonna have uh well, this one's I'm torn on this one. Yeah, because you know I don't you don't want heels winning every match. Right, right. You got to have the fans with some hope. So maybe this will be the one that they give the people their hope back. Ah. you know what I mean. Like he's so popular, so I think Seth finds a way to win this, but he still gets beat down somehow afterwards. Yeah, and then and then uh, Dean comes flying in. Yeah, and you look like he's and standing there, yeah. and 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 uh, McIntyre Ziggler looking at him like, "Okay, come on, let's do this. Like, we'll fight you now." And then all of a sudden, Dean just starts beating on Seth. Yeah. So, and it, and he would deserve it because Seth did it to him before. Yep. So. <laughs> took took a chair to the back. Uh, let's see, singles match is the next one. I got to tell you, as as much as as I thought the opening to Raw was as as entertaining as it was, it still didn't make me care for Reigns Lashley. So to be honest, I don't care, but I think they're just finally going to give something to Roman Reigns. I'm agreeing with you. I care more about this match than I did before. Yeah, yeah. But I cared zero, and now I probably care on a scale of one to ten. I probably care about a three. Do you think they're maybe starting to try to see what what they can do with Bobby as a as a with Bob as a heel? I think so, and that's what they really need to do because this guy, I've been the only one who's been saying this guy's actually really good because what they've been doing with him here lately it has not been good. <laughs> right. This whole smiling thing is beyond stupid and terrible and creepy. <laughs> him and Finn, Finn Balor both need to quit doing Finn that. Finn Balor's it's not, got the crazy, yeah. like his smile looks like he's hearing voices in his head. Yes. <laughs> well, he is a demon, man. He's got part demon, so maybe that's what oh, it is. Oh, I miss the demon. That's my favorite. I do, one, too. Dude. I love the demon. I do, too. Uh, yeah, I can. I yeah. see them giving Reigns this because I think what's been like the last three pay-per-views in a row he's lost. So they're going to yeah, give I it think, to Lashley, yeah. and I think it's going to help push Lashley closer to becoming a heel. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder for losing this match. Yeah, I'm with you. So it'll be an interesting match, but, yeah, I think Reigns will take it. Uh, I'm agreeing. WWE United States Championship. Jeff Hardy against Shinsuke Nakamura. Or as, this could be another show stealer. Oh, this this has the potential to be the show stealer. Yeah, because you have two guys who are very who, honestly, like out of everything, it's the charisma that's like their best attribute. Yeah, and that's saying something because both of them can really wrestle. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good, dude. I'm I'm looking forward to this, knowing the two guys, what kind of wrestlers these two guys are. Yeah, so I am. I'm definitely looking forward to this. I think I'm going to. I'm also going to say Nakamura is going to win it. That's my guess. Ooh, I was gonna say he needs some gold. He's not won a, a title yet. Uh, if you're not going to give him a big one, at least give him the one just right under it. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. Hardy might end up losing it to him. 
But Hardy's been, I mean, he's. I feel like a lot of his momentum is due to the belt. It's been putting him in situations where he has to face people or show up yeah. and do this, and it's because of the belt. So what does that do for him? Or does this happen? Shinsuke wins it, right? Because Brian, uh, Matt and Bray lost earlier, they split, and Matt and Jeff get back together. The Hardy boys are back. Or he, yeah, and Jeff just becomes brother Nero again. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. He's been pushing more and more that way, talking all crazy. You know, yeah. throwing out the delete hand hand signal. And he's, and he's famously said that he loves playing. That oh it's yeah. Way more fun for him. So I can see that. Easy. I can see so, him yeah. losing the belt. I see the Hardy and Wyatt losing the belt as well. This yeah. way, we see Hardys get back together. We're amazing fantasy bookers. Just so you know. Just so you know. Yeah. Call. Yeah. Forget Freddie. Call. Call yeah. Harley Kayfabe. Uh, That's right. So, yeah, we both agree Shinsuke will take a singles match, which means nothing except for title of the TGI Friday's server of the week, Finn Balor versus <laughs> Baron Corbin. Uh, um, I love Balor, got to be honest with you, but I could care less about this match. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I see them giving it to Corbin to continue to try to keep pushing him because he's, he's got a little bit of momentum going with this new change. Finn is, has become that guy, and this happens to a lot of guys – especially for the WWE who are just so good wrestling wise that they get put in this rut of they're the ones making everybody else look good. Yeah. So they always go, go get bit, you know, they put somebody else over and they always lose. Yeah. So that's kind of making me sad because he's crazy good. So I'm going to have hope and I'm going to say Finn wins this. Yeah. I think they're going to give it to Corbin because I think, like I said, he's got, he's got a little bit of a momentum going with this new gig and this new character yeah. thing. Uh, and, and Balor's there to make him look good. Um, next, we have your, what the match you're looking forward to, dude. Steel Cage, Braun Strowman, yes. Kevin Owens. Yes. Bring this on. <laughs> Bring this on. I think Strowman's going to win it, but we gonna I do s- not want this to be a squash. Are we going to see Kevin high Owens flying? Ma- Are we gonna- you know what? Kevin Owens can do it. Yeah, he'll come off the top of that cage, I think. Yeah. He might do it. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're 20 years. Everyone, everyone's got hell in the cell on the brain. Uh, you know what I mean. And here's my here's my guess because you make you, you make up a good point. Either he's coming off the top, yeah, or they're going through the cage somehow. Oh, one for of the others sure. happening. For yeah. sure, some that's that's one of those things is happening. That's not a question. There's going to be a lot of hard bumps. There's going to be a lot of moments of Jesus. Did that really happen? Uh, yeah, and and I think we're gonna see Strowman obviously win it. He's gonna beat Kevin Owens, which hopefully yeah. kind of morphs the the Kevin Owens you know comedy aspect into the more raging, crazy like he can't take this kind of stuff anymore stuff. Right, because he's right. for you know he's quote unquote forced into a match that he didn't even want to fight. You know what I mean? I could see him going crazy and going after Kurt Angle. Oh, there we go. That's a match I would love to see. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Call hardly kayfabe. Lastly, we have a tables match: the New Day versus Sanity. This match could be crazy, awesome Dude, too. A tables match <laughs> with Big E and Killian Dane. <laughs> we have six guys here who are all really, really good, phenomenal. Every single, all yeah. every single one of these guys, amazing. Yes, I'm fan. I'm literally, I'm a legit fan of all six guys that are in this match. Uh, I think, to me. Sanity just arrived. They need this win. Yes, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see them yeah. go over the new day. It's going to help them win it. 
Uh, but it's going to help build a feud. I want to throw this out. help build a feud because you need – having three-on-three tag teams is tough. You always have to rotate them. Right. But it's good when you have th- these – you know what I'm saying? Like it's good to build a feud with another team that's more than just two. Well, there's another rumor going around that a certain lady that was with them but stayed back in oh. NXT might be coming up soon. Oh, my God. I would love it so much. What if she's the reason that the Sanity wins? That would be amazing. I'm yeah, in. I would love it. Yeah. I love Nikki Cross, dude. That's not a joke. She's one yes. of my favorite female wrestlers. She's amazing. She's yeah, so I'm all good, for it. and I love her craziness. I just, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were all a little sad that she didn't get caught up with them big time. So bring her up and let's do this. Yeah, I think we all knew though that they were keeping her at NXT to help some of the newer talent. But I feel like yeah. now that some of the even newer talent that's coming in, uh, you know, they've got other talent there that can stay around now and start showing the yeah. ropes because she she's got to come to the to the main stage. Yeah, I mean they got uh, you know Candice and a couple other ones who are actually uh, ring veterans yeah. despite just now arriving in, in the E. So yep. uh, yeah, I think it's time to bring her up. I'm all for it. So there we go. That's the uh, Extreme Rules, uh, and I think that's the dark match though, isn't that the the match before uh, the the table match is going to be before Extreme Rules starts? Yes, the kickoff the show kickoff match. show match. So uh, I'm looking forward forward to it we'll be uh we'll definitely be watching it i might live tweet it i know we're gonna all be interacting through text so and you know what else we're gonna be doing chris uh, we now have a facebook page a group page that's right and on this group page we're gonna start doing live events in which uh we can all make comments on what we're watching and i think the first one should be this extreme rules yeah. and we're all gonna just comment on there it is so go to go to facebook and just look up hardly kayfabe uh when you find that group uh, I opened it. I, th- I believe I opened it. I, you shouldn't have to ask for permission to join the group. But uh, if that's the case, just go ahead and submit, and I, I will definitely approve it. And uh, join the group, man. Join the group conversation. There's about 50-some people, almost 60 people in there right now. Um, we're actually doing a giveaway. I wanted to, to kind of touch on these guys, but we're kind of running out of time, so we'll, we'll maybe touch on them next episode. But we're doing a free giveaway, uh, and it goes until August 10th. Uh, it's super simple on how to do it. All you got to do is join the group. And invite three friends. Now, your friends don't have to join it. That's not a stipulation. But I do have to see that you invited three friends. Uh, If you join the group and you invited three friends, you're put into a drawing uh, in which we were going to do a random drawing to win a Funko Pop 2-pack of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and Erwin R. Scheister, IRS, uh, also known as Money, Inc., uh, I'm very jealous of this. I want this one really bad. <laughs> I don't have IRS. I have Mr. Ted, but I don't have IRS. So I'm very, very jealous of this because I can't win it. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's it's your yeah. podcast that's giving it away. So if you yeah. want it, I think people would be kind of like, eh, we were yeah. worked. They, we were worked. They would, yes, <laughs> they would write. They would be right to call shenanigans. Yeah, but uh, Money Inc. Two Pack Funko Pop. We're giving it away. Uh, the the contest is going until August 10th. Uh, so you get your name put into the drawing if you join the group and you invite three friends. Here's the other thing I'm doing. Between now and then, uh, every day at all different times of the day, sometimes I'll do it in the morning, sometimes in the evening, I want to give all different you know group members a chance at seeing it, uh, I'm going to put up little pieces of trivia. Sometimes I might put up a photo and say, who is this? And it's a photo of a young wrestler who ends up being you know somebody that you may know uh, nowadays. And don't recognize from the photo. The first, you know, three people to answer it, they will get an extra entry into the drawing. So their name is actually put in a second time. Uh, so honestly, if I if I do it once a day until until August 10th, 
that's what another 28 days so if, yeah. if you're the person that wins it you, you get your name in there 28 times you know what i mean uh so yeah keep your eye out join the group if you're interested in it um yeah plus it's just a bunch of people that love wrestling it's not a regular page where it's just us posting things and all you can do is comment it's actually a group there's a lot of interaction people post all kinds of stuff they post questions memories pictures it's a lot of fun i'm enjoying the fact that there's a community growing there yes yes so uh if you love a show and you love wrestling, join us and have a chance at winning some cool prizes from time to time. That's right. Hardly Kayfabe group page on Facebook. Uh, now we're at the end of our night here, my friend. And normally we sometimes we do a tweet of the week. We've been doing little things like that. This week I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to do a indie spotlight, a spotlight on an indie wrestler. Like if there's an indie wrestler that you're a fan of, of the, or that caught your attention or that you saw it, uh, bring it to the table because I'd like you, Johnny, to – tell the world about it uh, and i'll do the same right. thing so whenever we do indie spotlight that's basically what we're doing uh, i have one you said you have one as well uh yes. you want to go first and tell the people who you want them to check out yes i first discovered this guy here i'm in north carolina and we have a promotion that goes around called pwx uh and i saw him first there and then i also saw him because he was kind of behind five dollar wrestling a little bit. Okay, uh, it's Jake Manning, or he's better. He's more better known as the Man Scout because he comes out dressed like he's a Boy Scout. But <laughs> and he is and he is incredible. Uh, he'll do this awesome dive from the top of the rope from the top, you know, and onto the outside. He'll do a backflip, but while he's reading his his uh, Boy Scout manual, he'll be reading that as he's doing the flip Stop, on the people. Dude, are you? It's serious? amazing. Yes. And this guy's been doing this for a long time. Uh, he's got a great, he's got great facial hair on top of this, and uh, he's also a stand-up comedian too. And he does podcasts, so look him up. You can find him on Twitter at at Man Scout Manning, all one word. Uh, he's really funny on top of all this. So uh, give him a find his matches. This guy is great. I cannot recommend him enough. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to check him out, and especially the fact that he's a stand-up comedian. I love when you find out like the other things that, that wrestlers do, you know what I mean? Because just like everyone yeah. else, wrestlers are people. They have all kinds of talents and skills. Just because they're, right. just they're Braun Strowman's in the ring doesn't mean he can't go home and cook a seven-course meal. You know what I mean? Like, like, That's right. Like, these guys all have these things. Like Dolph Ziggler's a stand-up uh, comedian as well. Uh, that's right he is so that's pretty funny jake man i'm sorry jake manning the man scout man scout manning is what you're gonna look up on twitter man scout manning awesome Check yeah, jake manning is his name and he he wrestles what was the promotion uh he wrestles for a lot of different ones uh but the one that i've saw, seen him in is pwx excellent do you know anything about his moves yeah. like his finishers or what what special moves he has his main thing, well, the reason this is tough for me to answer, <laughs> is his main his main thing is that he always loses. <laughs> He's been doing that forever. He's been doing that well before um, Hawkins was doing it on the WWE. Oh man! So he's been he's been doing this for years. That's amazing. And he kind of and he uses that in his comedy quite a bit. I was gonna say so. he's like the Brooklyn brawler of the indie scene. Yeah. So when he does win, it's actually a big deal. So he's won a few times. That's awesome. Like I think he's won a championship belt once, that kind of thing. But it's uh, his big running thing is that he always loses. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. The indie spotlight for me is a female wrestler, a wrestler by the name of Jordan Grace, J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E, 
Jordan Grace. Uh, she's only 22 years old, but she's been doing it since she was 14. She's been training since she was 14. Uh, she's wrestled with Beyond Wrestling, Women's Wrestling Revolution, Shine, Nova Pro. Like she's done like like a lot of the indie people. They shine, they go with a lot of the promotions. Um, but I actually caught her because a friend of mine who's into wrestling uh, tweeted uh, tweeted a bunch of times about her. I'd see things here and there, like a, a maybe a clip or or you know a tweet about it, a picture or something. And I was like, who's this Jordan Grace? Let me check her out. And I checked her out. I found some stuff on on YouTube, which. Um, phenomenal i was watching her matches i'm like holy crap you know it was amazing like the way that she could move was it just blew me away uh the thing that i loved about her though is she seems like a really cool down-to-earth kind of person and uh number one she sold me when i saw the vader bomb she does she does a vader bomb when i'm just like oh that's so awesome i love it uh but she does this thing called a fall from grace which is a double leg slam uh, yeah. it's, which is awesome as well. The other thing that r- sold me and I was like, all right, I'm a Jordan Grace fan was her ring name. Yes, you told me this and I her, love this. Her, her ring name is Thick Mama Pump. That's amazing. Because she's, uh, I mean, she's not like like a, a twig. She's not skinny at all. I mean, she's not Nia Jax either. Not to not not saying anything like that. But like she's um she's a full figured girl. She's a full figured woman. But don't 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 take that like oh she's a cute little you know no she's uh she's phenomenal dude if you watch any of her matches it just blew me away watching her move in the ring seeing the things she did it was it was insane uh but yeah check her out jordan grace uh she goes by thick mama pump she has a website actually jordangracewrestler.com uh on the website she has a t-shirt some some prints of her pictures that she's selling but she also sells a zine and the zine oh really the zine is called DMs of a female indie wrestler. Oh, this may be amazing, <laughs> dude. So when you click on it, this is what the info is. It's uh, you order your own copy of DMs of a female indie wrestler, featuring never before seen DMs from a female indie wrestler that she's received over eight years. A compelling, memorable read. Dave Meltzer uh, Meltzer rated it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stars. 28 pages of funny, gross, and absurd DMs that Jordan Grace has received over the course of her career via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The cover of it is an exchange between a guy and her. The guy goes, I'm not being disrespectful or rude, but would you ever sell a picture that I asked for? For a couple hundred dollars. I know a lot of indie wrestlers do it. I would just want to ask you because you were beautiful. No. Are you sure you don't want to know what it was because... It was only one picture, and it actually wasn't a bad one. I was willing to throw you $300. No, big N-O, and that's it. Like, that's the cover. So it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, I kind of want to read this. Uh, yes, this sounds fascinating. But check it out. She's got a, she's got a website selling T-shirts, some prints of, of some pictures and uh, some stickers, and then the zine, Jordan Grace, J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E Grace. Uh, she is my indie spotlight, uh, indie spotlight for the week, Jordan Grace. Oh, we had some good ones this week. I want to check her out, too, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, so there you go, guys. That's another week of Hardly Kayfabe, your wrestling talk for the week. Johnny Townsend, anything else you need to do before we head out? Uh, just got to do this DDT real quick. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We're done. Time to count us out. <laughs> One, two, three, 